0: Welcome to the Man Up or Shut Up show, where four men unite in search of the truth. Feelings will be hurt. Talk to your doctor to see if this information is right for you.
1: Hello and good evening. Welcome to Man Up or Shut Up. Uh, Today we are back. The four amigos are back together. Dimitri R., Piotr, and Roma, and myself. And tonight we're going to be discussing the uh, ever-fascinating Georgia Guidestones and uh, how they seem to be a um, lightning rod for the New World Order, or at least uh, some of the values of the New World Order. So I'm going to start, and I know it's super basic, but um, tell me, you guys, what you know about the Georgia Guidestones in general, starting with Dimitri. Dima, well, what
2: do you know? Uh, yeah, so quick disclaimer. I am driving as usual, and I might have bad service. So if I break up, don't make fun of me. That's okay. Uh, <laughs>
1: we're, we're only four guys that are doing he's
0: breaking day. up. If he's breaking up, assume that he's saying something very, very smart.
1: Very yeah, smart. and if yes. he's
3: breaking up, definitely make fun of him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I do know that the Georgia guys' stones are made out of stones. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> basically yeah, I've, very I've, true. Heard, I, I've heard about them I've heard about them um, I don't know maybe 10 years ago I've never looked too much into them who put them up or exactly I don't know all the information and I know they they are like the Ten Commandments or some of that for the new world order that's what I heard but and the main one that I re, I remember is them uh, talking about you know on their it's written on their that they want to maintain the global human population of uh no more than 500 million people and uh, i was like yeah right so um so yeah it's crazy stuff and i don't know exactly who put that up there and i don't know why more people don't know about it and uh you know um people need to wake up to this and uh yeah they need to uh call this All out right.
3: questions yeah. yeah
1: definitely peter your thoughts? Oh uh, yeah,
0: I do know that not a lot of people know about it. Uh, they're in Georgia, right?
1: They are in Georgia. It's exactly that. It right.
0: makes sense. That's why they're called Georgia. Georgia
1: guidestones. <laughs>
0: Georgia guidestones. there I actually met a guy that was from Georgia, and he didn't even know about them. He was so shocked whenever I sh- shared that about it. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I don't remember all the commandments and all that stuff that they have definitely remember the one D- dimitri mentioned about you know keeping the population at under a half a billion so yeah. obviously the name of the game is control so you know whenever there's too much population it's kind of harder to control population so that's why it's very important for them uh, regarding that i'm sure we'll uh, victor or someone will read exactly what the what all the commandments are uh, exactly but yeah it's very interesting i think it's also in the same is it in, in georgia where the, the what is it called the jackal island
1: uh yeah, I believe uh Jekyll Island is in is in yeah. Georgia. So, yeah. so I wouldn't
0: be surprised if they're interconnected in so in some way as well, because you know, those of this meeting, there's actually a book uh, regarding the creature from Jekyll Island where a whole bunch of gangsters and banksters and all these elites kind of gathered secretly, you know, I mean just didn't want to really share and kind of kept it uh, to at a down low and basically all the competitors and all these stuff gathered together, uh these banksters to kinda push through certain legislations and everything basically. And from there, I think the federal reserve was, uh, birthed and basically, yeah. And basically, I'm not sure exactly what year the guidestones were. So I'm definitely, I've still got, I still got a lot to learn from as well. So I'm kind of really yeah. excited about this topic
3: and
0: can't wait to learn more about
1: them. Roma, your thoughts.
3: My thoughts are, I know very little to nothing about it and Cool. Um, I remember watching some documentary where it was mentioned in brief uh, thing, and they were saying that it had uh, some cathedrals had some similarities to these Georgia guidestones. Well, that's in, interesting. I haven't in heard Europe, that in Europe somewhere. Um, I don't cool. remember the connection to it though. And again, I mean, this was probably four or five years ago that I watched it, so it, it's been a yeah. while. Um, I, I bet I mean, they were talking about the uh, the Stonehenge. Um, no, it was not Stonehenge. It was actually on the, cathed- it was the, you oh, know, the murals in the cathedrals. Yeah. So they had, um, I don't know if it was a Catholic cathedral, but it was a cathedral. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had, um, like something to do with the serpent and the thing. I don't remember. Anyway, so, so they had something interesting. to do with the one world order and the new world order. And it's a, it's a group, um, of people that had apparently, in some way or or another, funded the Georgia gu- gu- guide stones. Again, I haven't seen them for a very long time, so I know yeah. very little. Um, I'm sure Victor, you're going to be able to educate all of us quite a bit on. It. <laughs> it's so pretty cool. I so, yeah. it. No, I yeah, also it, know
0: that they're very yeah. huge, like insanely big. Like they so, are. I dude. mean, sometimes you might think like you know little maybe little stones or something. But no, they're actually humongous. Like it's it's hard to miss if you see them. You know, so that you're not going to miss them. So I I'm
1: believe actually, they're. Yeah, I believe they're two hundred and I think they're two hundred and or let's see, total weight is two hundred and thirty-seven thousand pounds right there. And they're nineteen feet three inches tall. It's pretty cool. So so they were erected. It's it's a really fascinating story. All right. So this guy, and I'm gonna tell it really basically. So for actually first let's read the, the, the commandments that have been written in eight different languages. So they've been written in English, Spanish, Swahili, Hindi, Hebrew, Arabic, traditional Chinese, and Russian. So all these commandments are written on all these, you know, in all these languages on the stones. So the number one commandment, according to this group, you know, obviously this is mimicking the 10 commandments because there's 10 commandments on here. And um, the main inscription uh, that, that is written in four different languages is, let, and it's written in four ancient languages, Babylonian, classical Greek, Sanskrit, and ancient Egyptian. So it's written, it says, let these be guidestones to an age of reason. And the age of reason seems to be a reference to Thomas Paine. And Thomas Paine's age of reason was always a, a, uh, a religious time. He believed that religion needs needed to be, uh, eliminated is what I understand. Now I haven't looked that up myself, that portion of it, but that's what I was, um, told. So the, the, uh, The commandments on the stones, uh, the number one commandment is maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. So commandment one has to do with, you know, making sure that we don't have too many people on the earth. Commandment two, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. So we see that that's a eugenics thing right there. Guide reproduction wisely, improving what? Fitness? And diversity, so they want the most uh, genetically diverse and the fittest humans to reproduce. Essentially, uh, unite humanity with a living new language. Well, that's the opposite of what God wanted uh, at the Tower of Babel, which is pretty interesting. And this is an interesting rule: one, rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things tempered with reason. So that one's a little more um, cryptic. I don't. I don't really understand it, you know. I mean, it's it's pretty simple on the this guide.
2: Hey, guide, religion? Can, can yeah. you remind? Can you re- reread that again?
1: Yeah. Rule, passion, faith, tradition, yeah, and pretty much with tempered reason. You said just rule.
0: Rule, basically rule. Yeah, so basically, control yeah. fundamentals. Basically, a lot of yep. things Love, that are very
2: important and dear yeah. to people.
0: Yep. Basically, exactly. the control of.
2: yeah basically that that needs to be controlled with reason and often reason they're referring to like evolution you know like reason evolution is reasonable faith is something that's just pretty much made up by people just to make made up by weak people just to make them feel good you know it's true that's usually usually what that means so so they want to control make sure that people are not religious and people are more scientific and reasonable.
1: That's
0: yeah, but control the narrative. Control what the group think. You know exactly. what everybody's thinking.
1: So, so, people
2: so, are, what, so, you, you're not united in their thinking.
1: It is really interesting. That's, uh, they, it does seem to be all about control. So yeah. rule or commandment number five says protect people and nations. So it's interesting. That, that whoever's protecting people, nations, is above them. With fair laws and just courts, so obviously that's kind of alluding to a one world government, a world court that is above uh-huh. the nations and the people. you know it says, let all nations rule internally so this is this feels like a nod to people in case they freak out when they're reading this. It says, "Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Oh see, we just see a world court, so above. They're referring to a world court that's going to be above all nations. It says, "Avoid number seven: avoid petty laws and useless officials." So I, I, to a degree, you know, on the surface, I'd say, "Well, wow, that's actually that's actually a pretty good commandment."
0: Yeah, some some of them almost sound nice. I remember them like a while ago when yeah. I read them. Some of them
1: was- but but also, <laughs> one one of those things could one of, one of the things we could think of with that: avoid petty laws and useless officials. I love avoid petty laws part, but Useless officials could be local officials. You know what I mean. So yep. all of a sudden, it becomes a giant. You like know, police. Ex- well, lo- like police, or even you know how uh, we vote in our counties. You know, to 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 have officials over us. Well, what if those officials were just done away with, and we had regional officials that were appointed? Yeah, it's it basically
2: you know? it's the um, how, how uh, the style of uh, what's that movie, the Mockingbird movie,
1: whatever. To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh,
2: no, not to kill a mockingbird, you know where...
1: Oh, Mockingjay, yeah, Hunger Games. Hunger Games,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so basically, that's a, where where they have just this uh, one ruler, and all they do is just basically control these uh, little camps all over the yep. place. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, and, and there's pretty much no rulership inside there. Basically, they're just enforcing whatever the big boys say, and that's it
1: yep so number eight is even uh, i think is very scary balance personal rights with social duties so basically you know you get your rights if you do your social duties whatever they deem as your so that's an interesting one um and number nine prize truth beauty love seeking harmony with the infinite so that one with again, the infant yeah, in, infinite. infinite. Oh, I, was like, infant, I was like, that's pedophilia. Yeah. That's <laughs> pedophilia. Kill them. <laughs> love with okay.
2: infants. Hey, re- re- read that one again.
1: Yeah, this is another one of those hard ones. It's like uh, the, the, he uses like a rule of three or something. So he says, prize, yeah. truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. So yeah. you know, not, seeking, not, not seeking to obey God, basically yeah. a very but... atheistic view. So, yeah, yeah. See, that's what i'm
0: saying see it sounds good like you know it's obviously prizing and truth and love and stuff but at the same time if they're controlling the religion and the narrative yeah then basically they're going to put into people like pride this is basically they're going to show you they're going to show you what the truth is basically that's what it's sounding to me like you know and yep. then you support that and we support truth and that's the truth and what's truth it's what whatever we tell you if two plus two is yeah you know, six that's what the truth is you know
1: Don't question
0: that, surprise that, what we tell you.
1: So it's pretty interesting. So it says, be not a cancer. This is commandment number 10. Be not a cancer on the earth. So again, basically, humanity, according to this guy, whoever wrote these, humanity is a cancer. It says, leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. So he repeats that. He puts emphasis on that. So it definitely seems to uh, value nature above humanity and believes humanity is essentially a cancer on the earth it's really interesting so those are the 10 commandments that they have inscribed on these stones in eight languages right and man i have wondered my whole life about this oh not my whole life but i would say i think i heard about them when i was like 13 and when i first heard about them i was like that can't be real when i first heard like maintain humanity under 500 million I just thought to myself, who on earth would put probably, this- Alex <laughs> Jones
2: probably
0: put those up. <laughs> exactly. It sounds like a conspiracy theory, you know? <laughs> oh, right. I heard
1: it. I just, it just, it just blew my mind. It was like, did someone actually write that? Yeah. Could someone be that stupid? You know, it was just bl- mind blowing. So hey, um, it's,
2: it's, it's something that, you know, like it was Satan loves to deny something till the very end. till it's like, that, just kidding. It's too late. You know, now, yeah. now you're in a trap. You know, um, exactly. but that's, that's something that that's the Satan loves to hide and deny until he pretty much entraps you fully. You know.
0: Yeah. looks like he has something very important to say.
3: I was going to say, by the way, there are a couple of important or interesting factors about these guides. So, uh, there's an eye level hole drilled into the center stone, permits viewers to locate the North Star, specifically oh, really? the North star, which is. You know, uh, a lot of these like uh, cults and stuff like that—they do worship the North Star for whatever reason. It's a yep. very big thing of it. Uh, the four outer, outer stones are positioned to mark the limits of 18.6-year lunar de- uh, declination cycle. Declination cycle? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and then during an equinox or a solstice, uh, those who stand at the west side of the male slot carved into the glide into the. Uh, Guidestones can see the sunrise over the horizon. It's it's kind of like they they've designed it in a specific way where it just shows you.
1: They were really yeah, yeah. They were
3: they were very very specific with how they did. Yeah,
1: very detailed.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: So it's interesting. So um, the backstory of this, you know, I had never heard it until about uh, two weeks ago, and I, I watched this really nice documentary on it. I mean, it was kind of it was phenomenal. I, I it was made in two thousand. I believe it was made in 2015, and it was. What, I think it was what's spilled. the
2: documentary's name? Yeah, but
1: what, what uh, is just it so yeah, so you guys it? can all watch it. Um, let's see, where is it at? I just had it a second ago. Hold on. Uh, let's see. We should all go visit
0: those stones one of these days. And
1: I would like. I would like to. Uh, it's just yep. called the Georgia. It's hard to find actually, and I'll, so I'll post we it. There.
2: St- we can stand there and then throw stones at the stones.
1: Honestly, I, I would. I would love to bulldoze it if I could. <laughs> if I had the ability, I would probably bulldoze it. So if that ever happens, I heard you know, it's like in the middle of a
0: field. It's not like even like in the city or something. It's like somewhere like yeah. in the middle of farmland. Somewhere just like.
1: So I'll, I'll text it to the uh, group chat after, uh, after we finish this up. So hold on, let me get back to. Yeah, we speech. should do. You know
2: how you know how how Jesus you know says like that that uh, um, a big rock will uh, basically crush the one world government system and it'll yeah. grow up into this huge mm-hmm. mountain. Should go like Jesus style, you know. <laughs> Crush. Crush throw,
3: throw a bigger so, rock on top of it turns out it's a oh, uh, yeah we should like get, yeah we
2: should like somehow get stock. like get, we should get like somehow get this huge huge rock and throw it right on top of it and it says like jesus <laughs> like right on the rock
3: <laughs> That's pretty cool well some so people have, have marked it with like uh, like if you if, uh, if victor if you click on that stone defaced with the uh, yeah, painting and graffiti. Yeah, if you look at that picture, you'll see that people say you will not succeed. Jesus will be Satan. Satanist.
1: Yeah, it's awesome.
3: A bunch of other stuff. So people have, you know, wrote all over these things already because you know it does yeah. read like the Ten Commandments, just the uh, unchristian ones. Exactly. So, you know, yeah, and, and as we all know, Satan really loves to
1: copy God. I mean, that's it, he does absolutely. You know, does. It's
3: plagiarism.
1: Is- it's really interesting, in you know, in the uh, in in Revelation, it actually talks about how God's going to seal His servants with His name on on their foreheads. Yeah. Well, what does the Antichrist do? The Antichrist creates, you know, a a seal that he puts on his servants. You know, the you know the mark of the beast. Yeah. It's really interesting. Uh, but anyway, let me get back to this because we are burning time. Yeah, so yeah. I want to I give you guys a really general background of this that's just fascinating. So. Um, in in I believe 1979, uh, a, a man going by the name of R.C. Christian basically appeared in this town called Elberton, Georgia. Right? He just he wand he wanders into town, and he finds like uh, a a granite dealer in town. So this is a guy that has a quarry and he cuts granite and he ships it all over the U.S. for these monument companies to use. And he basically tells this guy, hey. I've uh, been all over the state and I've been looking for a place to build a monument and I'd like to buy a monument from you. And this guy um, doesn't really give him the time of day. He kind of just brushes him off a little bit. Um, and he doesn't, kn- doesn't know that this guy is uh, serious. His name was Joe Fenley and he owned this granite company. And so he basically tells this guy, R.C. Christian, look, if you really want, a a, uh, monument made, you need to talk to my banker, because I need to know you actually have money. So he basically kind of blows him off and calls his bluff and says, hey, show me some money. So R.C. Fenley, uh, I believe his secretary, calls up this banker in town, and the banker's name was Wyatt Martin. And he says, hey, uh, we've got this guy down here, and he wants to buy a monument. And Joe tells him to talk to you, essentially, if, if he actually is being serious. So they actually meet. So this guy, R.C. Christian goes to the banker, Wyatt uh, Martin, and tells him, hey, I have the money. I'm backed by several powerful people. He doesn't say who they are. And he says, "Um, I will use you as my banker. If you promise to never reveal my identity. And so he he makes that promise. He says, I'll never reveal your identity. And so they start this banking transaction to to fund the uh, the project, and basically, um, RC Christian. That remember that's the pseudonym, that's the fake name that this person is using. Um, starts. So it's, to,
2: his his real name is still not known.
1: Well, that's what's interesting. The documentary makes a really good case of of, of who they think it is, and I, I basically I want to kind of tell you guys that. Unless you guys want me to leave it a mystery, I may I may I'm leave it sorry. a mystery. Yeah. I guess
2: I'm just getting too excited yeah, I know, man, I know one person
3: I know of one person that it could be uh, yeah. that i've I've also heard in the documentaries yeah um, and also what I just read while we were talking
1: yeah right so so it's really interesting, so basically this guy starts this relationship with this banker, and he what you can tell is so he masterminds almost all of the inscriptions, okay, he writes them himself. And when he came into the banker's office, he had a a scale model that he had been designing, and he set it up on his desk and said, hey, and it's interesting that he was describing this mostly to the banker, even though he had already told Joe Fenley, but it it sounds like Joe Fenley was kind of a more of a rough man that didn't want very much to do with him. And um, it's really interesting how that, that seemed to work out. Now, Joe Fenley died in 2005. And he was one of uh, three total people to ever see this man in person in the town and recognize that this is, quote unquote, R.C. Christian. So as time goes on, basically, um, R.C. Christian starts bringing in money from different bank accounts across the world. And he tells Wyatt Martin, hey, there's going to be different money coming in from different accounts. You can never reveal where it comes from. And the way he manipulates this guy is he tells this guy, hey, I'm a Christian. It's really interesting that's what he says i call myself rc christian because i'm a christian and it's very interesting this guy wyatt martin is honestly i think he was very gullible um and he might be saved i don't know for a fact that that's the case but he definitely um trusted this man because this guy said he was a christian so
2: is this, is this the uh owner of the um granite company or the bank or
1: what is the uh called? uh yeah wyatt martin the guy that started to trust him was the banker that was Joe Fenley's banker and basically became the banker of this guy, R.C. Christian. So he managed both of their monies. He dispersed money to uh, Joe Fenley to make the, the monument because he was the granite contractor, and he got the money via this guy, Robert C. Christian, who, you know again, that's a fake name. And that guy put, put the money into ba- this bank from various bank accounts so time goes on he buys the land and in, in um from this farmer and he leaves the grazing rights there for this guy this guy has permanent grazing rights in the land for his cows but um eventually after the monuments are constructed he gives the the land back to the county basically so the county maintains it and um as years go by what's really interesting so you know long story short he erects this thing and the people you know the the town's kind of split there are people that will think it's a great attraction and there's a lot of people in the town that think it's evil what's really interesting is there was a pastor that was interviewed from the town and basically he just said the whole thing, this thing was evil i didn't like it you know this this seemed evil from the beginning it was weird <laughs> he just that, he didn't
2: provide you know, all yeah do you know how much the, 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 it cost to put this thing up
1: i don't think it was as much as we think i think actually it's the the cost is was somewhere Around and they said it in the documentary, but I think it was like two hundred and no, it was less than that. It was like a hundred and it was actually not that much because it was in nineteen eighty. I think it was like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It wasn't actually that much.
2: One hundred fifty thousand in, in those those numbers. So today would be like
1: twice as much, right?
3: Or more? Oh, 19, half, from nineteen eighty, hundred and twenty, a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Quite a lot of money
1: yeah yeah it was it was a lot of money back then i mean it would probably be around on the order of about a half a million but still nowadays you couldn't get a monument like that for a half a million there's oh, no, yeah you know it's that good. would be multi-million dollar monument at this point yeah. so um he actually they wanted to add on to it i do remember the number for the addition so they did want to add on a circle of stones around it and see this is what's interesting to me this is really telling They wanted to add, he wanted to add a circle of stones around it. Okay. And about the same size and they quoted him, I think it was like $240,000 and he was very disappointed because he thought the quote was very high. So they never did it. And which tells me, honestly, he didn't have as much money as he pretended to, you know what I mean? I think he was supplied by people, but he wasn't as wealthy as we all think. You know what I mean? It's, it's really interesting. Um, so anyway, time goes on. A lot of people want to know who this guy is. But this, what's really interesting is this guy, R.C. Christian, the designer of these things, continued to communicate to the banker as a friend. They became friends, basically. And he would come every once in a while, have lunch with them. But they wrote letters back and forth. And um, another thing that's very, in- very interesting about this monument is there is uh, a slab down at the base and it says that there is a, a time capsule that's been placed there. But there is no date of placement and there's no date put when to open it, right? And so a lot of people are wondering if, if uh, it was ever even placed. But the guy that's in charge of the grounds, um, he when he was recorded on video, was very coy and definitely, in my opinion, acted like there was something buried there. So I found that extremely fascinating. But he, and they were asking him, when is it supposed to be opened? And he kind of, he gave this wry smile and he's like, I don't know when the people that placed it are ready to open it. So it was very weird and, and very mysterious kind of the way they, he left that. Um, so there's definitely, I believe there's something probably buried there. Who knows what it is, right? So anyway, um, years go by. And this guy stops writing to his to his banker friend, the, uh, Wyatt Martin. in right around, I believe it was two thousand and one or two thousand and two, somewhere in there, was when he received his last letter. And um, he his son contacted um, Wyatt Martin in two thousand six and said, "Hey, my father died." And so, um, basically fast forward this this documentary team uh gets together and they start kind of pursuing this thing like and and that's what drew me to this documentary is i asked myself when i was reading about this i'm like there's got to be someone who's figured out who this guy rc christian is and you know in my mind i was thinking well maybe it's bill gates or somebody like that but again i didn't realize back then you know bill gates wasn't very wealthy you know nearly as wealthy as he is now obviously so um they they do A lot of really good research and what's bizarre is that they meet up with the guy uh Wyatt Martin the banker and they start to interview him and he basically says I'm taking the secret to my grave I never I never tell anybody who who Aussie Christian is right so he was very adamant but he was also very gullible because they got a lot of good information out of him and what they ended up doing was he had a chest of letters from this guy All right. He had this chest. Oh, and I forgot to mention, RC Christian also wrote a book about the guidestones himself and published it under that pseudonym. And basically, what what he believed. And one of the things that he really uh, this was, I believe, I believe in the '90s. I believe it was like '92 or '93, somewhere in there, maybe as late as '95. So he wrote a book explaining what he meant by the the guidestones. And again, a lot of this stuff was just. basically the same kind of fluff like trying to make people like it you know what i mean but in the end he was definitely very very pro uh birth control and basically controlling other people's birth
2: so obviously obviously he would
1: (laughs) yeah exactly so there's so this document this documentary crew right they get this guy wyatt martin to open his chest full of um letters that he he sent back and forth between him and R.C. Christian, well, they start zooming in on these addresses, right? And they gather like a bunch of information from these different uh, return addresses that were on these envelopes and different um, information in, in these documents. So what's bizarre is it leads them to two different men. It leads them to this doctor named Herbert Kirsten and this other guy named Robert Merriman. And the book that was written was published um, under the name R.C. Christian, but it was published through, I believe, a publishing company owned by Robert Merriman. So one of the addresses on the letter was tied to that guy. And then another address, I forget exactly how, but it was tied to this guy, Herbert Kirsten. So what's very fascinating is the name, the pseudonym, what they um, kind of deduce after kind of figuring this out, they found out that this guy, Herbert Kirsten and Robert Merriman, both went to the same country club, right? And they were friends. And they would, you know, have parties together and stuff. And what they finally deduce is that the name Kirsten is ancient, is like basically an ancient Swedish form of Christian. So they, they think that the pseudonym was formed by taking Robert's first name and kirsten's last name and turning it into christian so that's why it turned into robert c christian and what's really interesting is um herbert kirsten was very good friends with a nobel prize winner all right this guy that won the nobel prize um, that believed that people with iqs under 100 should be uh, sterilized he believed that they should be sterilized so they can never reproduce so he's really good friends with this powerful like winner of the Nobel peace prize is weird scientist. But what's even more interesting is those, that weird scientist is actually tied really closely to, um, different Ku Klux Klan organizations, as well as, as well as this guy, Herbert Kirsten. And what's interesting Uh. is Herbert Kirsten sent letters in defense of like David Duke, who was the head, he was the grand wizard of the KKK at the time to different newspapers. So he would defend him in these different newspapers and um, what's even more interesting is Herbert Kirsten's age matched up perfectly with uh, the age of the person that was sending Wyatt Martin the letters. So they both were born in 1920. They both had had open heart surgery. You know, and in, in the end, they line it up and they make a very strong case that it was this guy, Herbert Kirsten, who essentially was a eugenicist that – you know, really believed, and on his tombstone, he wrote, uh, you know, doctor and conservationist, and again, you know, the whole thing, be not a cancer on the earth, leave room for nature, yep. leave room yep. for nature, well, what's really interesting is they, they start talking to this guy that used to be in the country club with them, and basically, it comes out that he's, he hates black people, <laughs> that was, yeah. what it was so bizarre, it came out that he, he hated black people, he basically believed yeah. that they should be sterilized, And he would make it known in the country club. You know, he didn't like black people. What was really weird is, you know, he was a member of the Catholic church. This just goes to show that a lot of people that go to Catholic churches just don't even believe anything. He left almost a half a million dollars to the Catholic church upon his death. And the Catholic church is completely against birth control, but he just wrote paper after paper on birth control and how he believed that the world needed birth control and that there was going to be, you know, just this mass overpopulation. And so it's really fascinating. What I would love to figure out is whose bank accounts all that money was coming from, who are all these racists, you know what I mean? That were funding this. And, you know, well, it's and the plus in
2: the uh, 1980s that I think the KKK was still alive and well, weren't they?
1: Yeah. Kind it was a lot like, more powerful. I mean, back then. a lot more. I mean, yeah. I
2: think it was, they were already all in the decline Yeah, towards that time, but you know, I think they were still uh relatively, uh, Uh, powerful or whatever or visible
1: and that's the interesting thing is like i want to know who else was associated with this you know who was associated with this guy that's what's so fascinating you know and it's 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 amazing the detective work these guys did so you know the 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 guy wyatt martin's still alive and i would love to drive down there and just ask him like hey come on man you're about to die come on hook me up (laughs) So cool.
2: this is the
1: banker This is the banker guy. He's still alive. Yeah, the banker guy is still alive. He's in his 90s, but he was the one that took money from all these different bank accounts. And what he said is they were from all over the world. That's what's oh, fascinating. Dang. It wasn't just like, like globally funded. This was a globally funded project from different people. So that's what's so fascinating to me is not necessarily the mastermind of this, which was basically it sounds like. And that's what's so interesting. This guy was a doctor. He was a doctor from Iowa. But I think his connections with that Nobel Peace Prize guy, basically that guy had connections to more people that believed the same thing. You know, this, this global um, one world government and this um, mass birth control, mass sterilization ideas, ideologies, and, and, and just uh, and basically a eugenicist. You know what I mean? That's what's so fascinating is, is it's exactly what Hitler was. Hitler was a eugenicist you know, that's what these people, they want, they want to, you know, breed an Ubermensch. So it's kind of funny. We were going to talk about racism and that's where this all led in the end is, you know, it's (laughs) fascinating, This motivated by secular atheistic racism. That's exactly. down to.
3: And and what
1: do you
0: expect? You know, if you don't believe basically, if you're an atheist, you know, obviously then you think, okay, just common sense, you're like, the earth is limited. You know, there's only so much space so yeah. obviously you're going to start seeing how do we We need to maintain we need to control this world, you know, because we only get one of them. We only have one world and there's a limit to it, you know, so we got to be able to coexist on this planet. You know, it's basically just naturally where your thoughts will go. Yeah. If you don't believe in, a, you know, Jesus, you don't believe in God, you don't believe in eternity like that. You think, okay, we need to control this earth. We got we to make sure we eradicate anybody that's damaging the planet, you know, we got to, and then it's just a common sense thought process that you're going to have have if you're an atheist you know that people yeah. are the cancer people are the virus to this world but you know climate change people are the one damaging you know all this stuff because eventually there's going to get enough people that all of a sudden there's no space so somebody has to go so somebody needs to make that decision so let's get rid of the low iq people so the smart iq people you know they can make the decisions because you're stu- you're too stupid to make certain decisions so we're a lot smarter than you so we need to make some decisions for you because you don't know what's good for you. We need to think what's for the common good, for the one world, one world government.
1: It is. It's, it's crazy. And, you know, it reminds me of that verse where, you know, this man <clears throat> basically in the end, he, he, ba- he, he was completely double-minded. You know, and the Bible talks about yeah. those that are double-minded, let, you know, they shall expect nothing from God. You know, because, you know, he's he's just super, you know, against you know, against people just being fruitful and multiplying. He just is. Oh, the world's overpopulated. We've got to we've got to make sure we don't have these black people and we got to make sure that we don't have any more than 500 million. And it's amazing. At the end of his life, you know, this man is dying. And what does he do? He gives four hundred thousand dollars to the Catholic Church. And it just shows he's completely double minded. And it's really sad, you know, just to somebody that has, has no stability in his life, no true stability, because at the end of his life, you know, at the end of all, you know, at the end of everybody's life, they're facing death. And for the, for the, un, for the non-Christian, you know, for somebody that's not saved, they're completely uncertain. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to bet on red and black, you know what I mean? They're trying to bet yeah. on every freaking possible thing on the casino. It's like, I don't know what to do here. Church takes the money just in case, you know? It's basically a classic example of somebody just trying to buy their way into heaven. It's so sad. It's it's really sad. So I guess we're, we're up on the 30
3: minutes, right, Victor?
1: Yeah. That's uh, that's why I wanted to wrap up. We just uh, actually, (laughs) might be a little long. We're like five minutes long. So not too bad. So conclusions, final thoughts, Roman start.
3: (laughs) Uh, My final thought is um, I probably should look into it a little bit more and watch again, Then maybe I can come back with a little more information rather than just what i've read or yeah in this in this short 30 minutes uh but that was very insightful and i do like the overview um that is that is a lot more informative than what i learned um i believe at one point or another i remember hearing some supposition where people thought it was going to be ted turner um, did a good portion of the funding for that
1: and that's very possible you know i mean maybe he did help fund it who knows but yeah like the the actual guy behind it i mean when you guys watch this documentary you'll love it it's it's fascinating and they and they go into a lot more detail as well and it's kind of creepy too they i actually skipped this part because i really hate dwelling on this stuff but there are a lot of satanists that perform rituals there
2: they actually go
1: there to perform rituals because they again it lines up with satan's view it's creepy you know so dima final thoughts
2: yeah, I was like the entire time you were saying this. I, I, in my mind, I had this music. <laughs> Twilight Zone. <laughs> Scary music, like in the background. Yeah. So I don't know if, um, if I'll have uh, good service. I guess I'll make it fast. But um, yeah, just crazy, you know how uh, how uh, there's people that buy into this idea of you know killing all humanity. They hate it. And it's actually kind of interesting that it, when I was, like, uh, I remember a little kid, I actually had these thoughts also cross my mind, um, you know, where, like, there's too many people and things. Like, and I'm just re- kind of thinking back to it. It's kind of scary because, it's like, man, if somebody would have took these thoughts that I had and they could have, like, enforced them and trained me, you know, it's like I'm, I'm like, thinking, like, dude, it's like <laughs> I could have bought into this idea and, you know, I don't know. what. Yeah. Like, what kind of a train I'd be on right now. But it's like, thank God I was born in a godly family. you like an
1: Igor Sorotin
2: <laughs> Yeah, poss- possibly. You know, I don't know. I mean, maybe ho- I, I, I'm kind of hoping that, you know, still.
1: Nah, you, you were know, too smart for some- that, Dimitri.
2: Somebody, somebody would get me on the right track eventually. You know, I think I'm honest enough to uh, not go down that. I wouldn't have gone down that path. But, um, yeah, anyway, yeah, scary stuff.
1: It is. Peter, last thoughts? Yes,
2: that was
0: amazing. Thank you, Victor. Amazing. a lot of information. That's pretty crazy. Um, definitely want to meet that banker now. If he's still I know, alive. right? Let's, I want to meet the banker too. <laughs> let's schedule a meeting and
1: head out I there. found his number, by the way, on White Pages. Not creepy no well. way. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Know. Did you call him? No, I didn't call him yet. I was kind of too afraid to. <laughs> oh,
0: man. Let's call him.
1: Let's call. We can call him live on the show.
0: <laughs> Dude, that would be awesome. That's a good idea. Just literally just live on the show. Call him right now.
3: <laughs> no, we don't have time.
0: But maybe yeah. next time. Maybe for part two.
3: Part two. Uh, yeah. What is
0: it called? Yeah, so definitely I want to watch that documentary. That's pretty amazing. And yeah, again, it shows you, you know, whatever your belief, that's what you're going to go towards. So if you believe, you know, you don't you don't believe there's a eternity. You don't believe in a God. You know, you're going to think that, you know, people are cancer. People, you know, need to. You know, we need to eradicate humanity. We're just, you know, we're causing all these problems, and you know, you can get this brainwashed into thinking that you know the world's overpopulated. But I hear from Doctor Ken Hoven, he said basically, I guess the whole population, I guess, can fit into Jacksonville, right? I guess it can, yeah. The whole like twice or something. You'll still have some elbow room, you know. So yeah,
1: it's crazy. But the point is,
0: it's brainwash. You know, that basically, yeah. you know, the, it's uh, overpopulated. There's plenty of space on this earth, you know, and. Uh, that's uh that's basically globalist brainwash that they push on you thinking that where it's overpopulated and so they get you fearful that you're afraid to breathe you're like oh, i'm breathing I must be destroying this planet so you're just kind of like even like afraid of your own existence you're like oh my goodness exactly. i'm such a terrible hey, thing i, like, I what? like
3: what he says sorry my bad i like what he says when he says uh if it's too populated where you live move yeah exactly <laughs> it's
1: so true uh, you know, yeah, like I, I, one of the funny things that Kent Hoven always brings up is uh North Dakota and South Dakota, and he's absolutely right. I've been through both those places, it is it yeah. is freaking and, Dim-
0: and Dimitri can confirm because he's a truck driver, so he's yeah. driving all over exactly. America. He's like, they Austin are, it's like- just plain, it's just
2: empty. Yeah, no. most, most states, I mean, a lot, a lot of states, I drive through, and it's like, man where's humanity? I want, I, want to see some, I want to see some people. It's so empty out here. It's definitely Damn. North and South uh, Dakota, Texas, man. You drive 14 hours just through Texas. You're like, oh man, it's still in Texas. Oh man.
1: <laughs> crazy. Well, yep. I, I, uh, I love talking about this subject. I'm sorry if I, if I monetize or monopolize the time, Horrible. No, 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 no! We,
3: we wanted you to do it. Yeah. I, I'll, you are most know knowledgeable.
1: You wouldn't have. We would have just said like,
0: "Oh
2: uh, yeah, there's <laughs> stones, sticks, and stones may break my bones." <laughs> Speaking of stones, my uncle had kidney stones. You know, and we go, and yeah we'd, exactly go on like so. a, it's, rabbit, it's, a rabbit trail and do it completely right. <laughs> It's a
1: good we'd subject. find somebody
0: to say, but well, and, be, you know, maybe that productive.
1: <laughs> and, and you know, to end on this, basically, it, you know, it's one of those things where, again, we all have heard about it. We've all heard it from Kent Hoven. we've heard it from different people, but no, none of us said, you know, and again, I kind of researched it just by accident. You know, I, I, I was reading something on it and I was like, somebody has got to have figured out who this guy is. I kind of got pissed and I was going to try to do it myself. Mm-hmm. And then I found that documentary and I was like, oh. <laughs> These guys <always> did it. <laughs> but that's somebody awesome. somebody did which is super cool you know like that's really cool to see that and, and again they didn't go all the way because again uh Wyatt Martin didn't let them you know but it would still be really fascinating to see what was uh where where all those bank accounts came from you know where all those bank transfers came from so all right well we appreciate anyone who's out there listening and any of the naysayers any other any other globalists that are listening, they're more than welcome to spout their, you know, vomit of uh, of evil on our uh, comment section. And we can kind of uh, mock them <laughs> graciously. In, <laughs> G- in Jesus' love. When softly
2: in Christian love. Right?
1: Softly, yes. Softly yeah, like yeah. Jesus turned over that table in the temple, yeah. softly, right? <laughs> exactly. So we hope you like, rate, and subscribe and uh I guess we'll see you guys all in the next adventure. So, Till slash, next time, guys. Till
3: next time. Yeah, gentlemen. See you all later.
1: See ya.